Hello everyone, welcome to Miss Jess Suggests. This is a new segment from the Ames Free Library. I'm Miss Jess and I'm the Youth Services Librarian at the Ames Free Library. Every few weeks I'm going to sit down with you here and recommend some great reads. They might be seasonal, they might be new, they might be something great from a favorite author, or maybe they'll just be some of my old favorites. But whatever they are, stay tuned for some good stuff. Today I'm going to feature juvenile fiction. These are books that generally appeal to third to eighth graders. And while, of course, not everything in this section is going to appeal to every reader, there is something in this section for everyone. These books here are some great new books. I'm guessing maybe it's maybe been a little while since you've been able to come to the library, so I want to highlight a few really good reads that have um, may have slipped under your radar over the last few months. We're going to start with Wink. Wink by Rob Harrell. This is a realistic fiction. We might even call it a subcategory of school story, and um, it's going to really appeal mostly to those middle school readers, maybe some upper elementary. So fifth, sixth, seventh graders are going to enjoy this book. Now, any book that opens with a radioactive middle schooler is instantly appealing, right? You kind of can't go wrong with that. Ross is strapped to a bed in a clinic getting radiation treatment on a tumor just above his eye. But before he gets too far in his procedure, um, the story backs up and Ross gives us an overview of his life. He's a pretty typical kid. He's hanging out with his friends and goofing off the summer before middle school starts um, for seventh grade for him um, until his dad notices this weird lump above his eye. And then they discover that he has this rare form of cancer. So the chapters on his medical diagnosis and the procedures are interspersed with chapters about Ross's real life. Um, some chapters open up with a comic book panel um, drawn by Ross, so it's a little reminiscent of Diary of a Wimpy Kid or Captain Underpants. Um, Ross has always liked to doodle, but he's losing his friends. He has fallen victim to the class bully, and he's spending more and more time at the radiation clinic. And while these things are happening, he starts to find himself more and more drawn to music, too. So not just doodling, not just drawing, but also to performing and playing music. And this takes him down a whole new path. This is one that um, takes him further away from some people in his life, but actually draws him very unexpectedly nearer to some others. So in the end, maybe we're really all more alike than we think. Wink humorously handles this really difficult topic, but it also makes sure that the cancer at this story really doesn't overshadow the boy at the heart of the story. Um, parts of this book are based on the author's own experience, so it's very realistic, it's very true to life. Um, and he weaves in these little pieces of, of dealing with this horrible thing, with dealing with cancer, um, with heart and with humor, and it really speaks to a whole lot of kinds of readers. So I would recommend this book to anyone who's maybe still finding their place, especially in middle school. Anyone who likes to draw or doodle, anyone who um, likes to make music. Um, I really think even a lot of readers who aren't really excited about reading might find someone to relate to in this book. So, um, Wink by Rob Harrell. Give it a try. Next up, we have Pay Attention, Carter Jones by Gary D. Schmidt. This is another book that's um, realistic fiction. Also would go along in that category of a school story. Um, also appealing to maybe middle schoolers, but more into that upper elementary range. So this story starts with, you can see on the cover, there's a whole lot of mess going on in Carter's life right now. Well, the story opens with a little taste of Mary Poppins when a butler just appears out of the blue, but exactly when he's needed. 
So Carter Jones is dealing, you can see, with a lot. It's the first day of middle school. It is pouring down rain. The dog just threw up on the floor. Again, the car won't start. Carter hasn't seen his dad since he left on his last deployment. He even mentions a funeral. So things are rough. So when the doorbell rings and there's this butler standing there, like this full suit, very posh British accent, impeccable manners kind of butler, Carter just kind of closes the door on him. He thinks, I don't know what this is and I don't have room for this in my life. Well, eventually mom gets to the bottom of this and before they know it, Carter and his three sisters are being dropped off at school on the first day in this huge purple car by this fancy butler wearing a bowler hat holding this giant umbrella as Carter gets out of the school. Not exactly the entrance that he was looking for on his first day of middle school. So, the butler, that is Mr. Bowles Fitzpatrick to you. He does help out around the house. He's really good with the kids and making sure they get things done when they need them. Um, but he's also this source of embarrassment for Carter. I mean, the car, that umbrella, cricket whites, not his idea of being cool in middle school. So he's, he's got a little bit of a rocky relationship with him until Carter and Mr. Bowles Fitzpatrick find some common ground and they can connect over all these difficult things that are going on in Carter's life. So this book is a bit of a journey of self-discovery. It's humorous, it's touching, it's really pretty relatable for a lot of kids, except for the whole very fancy butler showing up at your front door kind of thing, but you know. It's a quick read. Um, it's it's very accessible. Um, once you get through a chapter, you kind of want to find out what happens next. Um, this author is really good at leaving you wanting to do, wanting to read more. Our third featured pick of the day is Clean Getaway by Nick Stone. This is another realistic fiction book, but it does have a little bit of an element of um, of adventure. So maybe a little bit of a heist story going on here. Um, and this one's going to be of interest to those upper elementary and middle school readers again. So William Lamar, also known as Scoob, um, he's gotten into some trouble at school. He punched another kid, but he was defending his friend's younger brother. So he really didn't start the trouble. But not only is he in trouble at school, his dad comes down hard when he gets home. So his dad is very strict, very no nonsense, and pretty much puts him under house arrest. He's grounded, he can't do anything, he can't go anywhere. He even canceled their holiday trip to this amazing tropical island. Yeah, so Scoob's kind of not all that excited about that right now, right? So um, completely randomly, his beloved grandma, they call her uh, Jima. So when Jima shows up and asks if he just wants to go for a ride, he grabs that suitcase, that one he does not need anymore for his tropical vacation, and he hops in. Um, but he's a few miles into the trip before he realizes that, uh, wait a minute, this isn't grandma's car. This is this huge RV. So they're not just going out for a day trip. Well, here we go. Scoob and Jima hit the road on this epic adventure across the southern part of the United States. So as they kick off their trip, an important thing to learn is that um, readers learn that Scoob is a black boy, but his grandmother is white. So Scoob runs off. He takes off with his grandma. Um, he's trying to just kind of escape his punishment. He wants to get out from the strict rules of his father for a little while. He wants to feel like he's with someone that understands him and that he can breathe, right? And, and Jima, well, she seems to just want to go and revisit these places that she had gone with his grandfather. Um, every place they go, she talks about what it was like when they were there and the things they did, but also what it was like to travel with him um, as they were a mixed race couple in the mid 20th century. 
So um, that was definitely a different time and um, there were different expectations. And so traveling this with Jima and Scoob um, brings back these, these memories that she has of traveling the first time around years and years before with his grandfather. But then throughout this whole trip, there are some unexplained moments. Like, um, did he just see Jima out there switching the license plate? And did she actually pay the bill before they left the restaurant? Why, why aren't they answering dad's calls? What is really going on here? Well, so this was a chance for a scoop to get out and get away, but maybe Jima has some bigger plans going on here. So really, are they runaways or are they fugitives? Well, as grandma drives down memory lane, there's some good, some bad, and some ugly memories, but Scoob sees a little bit of his family history, and he starts to wonder who his family really is. Is Jima really just this sweet old lady, or is there more to her past? And what about dad? Is he really just this really strict, mean rule enforcer, or is he just somebody who loves his son too much to see him make these same mistakes that past family members have made? So this book explores family relations. It touches on um, racial tensions, historical race, racial tensions in the southern part of our country. Um, and it reminds readers that there's so much more to all of us if you just listen. So highly recommended. Um, a great rising author if you like books by Christopher Paul, Christopher Paul Curtis or if you are a fan of Jason Reynolds, then um, you probably are going to really enjoy this book. My bonus book for today, because I can't stop at just three, is Cog by Greg Van Eekhout. It is kind of realistic fiction, but with robots. So I'm gonna call that science fiction. Um, and there's definitely a lot of adventure in here. This book is a really great for, um, for elementary readers. So maybe a strong second grade reader, or um, if you're reading aloud, if there's a grown up reading aloud to a student, um, this would be a lot of fun, I think maybe for second graders. And then that upper elementary, third through fifth grade age, um, this book is gonna be just right. My name is Cog. Cog is short for cognitive development, the process of learning how to think and understand. When I learn something, I enjoy telling people about it. It is part of my programming. Well, if you start reading this book and it sounds like there's a robot talking to you, it's because there is one. So Cog is an intelligent, kind robot. He is programmed just to learn and retain information quickly and in massive amounts. So, um, I mean, how cool is that? He just downloads information and he knows it. But he also happens to look like a 12-year-old boy. So um, soon enough, this robot boy is off to save the ones he loves. There is, um, there's a hot dog the size of a fire extinguisher. There's a robot dog. There's tons of action, including car chases and drones and smashing up science labs and um, all sorts of really fun stuff. So this is a quick read. Um, and besides just being a fun kind of romp with this, with this robot boy, um, it's also really touching to see how um, intelligence and emotions, these brains versus feelings, play out in this robot's electronic brain. And because I cannot stop at just one, I actually have two bonus reads for you today. This is Class Act. Many of you probably read New Kid over the summer. So Class Act by Jerry Craft, another realistic school story, also is a graphic novel. Um, this is going to definitely be for that very upper elementary and, um, and middle school age group. So fourth, fifth, sixth, and up. A lot of you did read uh, New Kid over the summer. Um, this one is a companion book. Same school, same group of friends, but this time instead of following Jordan's story, we revisit them in the eighth grade to see what his friend Drew is up to. 
So as you can see here on the cover, Drew is juggling all of these things, friends, relationship, grades, where he really fits in, where he wants to be compared to where other people think that he should fit in or, or who he should be. Um, and so really this book is about will his worlds come together or collide and bounce off each other and, and how he kind of copes with that. So um, all these questions really are, are kind of fundamentally inside all of us. You know, who are we? Who are you? Um, but that's, that's really up to you, isn't it? I hope you'll swing by the library to check out these great reads and you can feel free to call the library or shoot us an email for personalized recommendations. Check back soon to see my next video for some more suggestions. Till then, be well and read well.